Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Oh, no, no, Pass no. the cranberry sauce. We're having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Lynn. Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Oh, God. Everyone's thanking. The whole Lynn. world's thanking you. Stop. Thanking Lynn, us stop. for thanking you. Lynn. Kill the turkey. Lynn. Of stuff, we're gonna take our pants off. Oh, I'm feeling so fat. Thank you for loving me. Lynn. Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Everyone's thanking. The whole Lynn. world's thanking you. Thanking us for thanking you. Kill the turkey. Kill the turkey, yeah. And on that note, we cue the music. All right, welcome to Biff Radio, coming to you live from the Center Club Recording Hub and Game Hub, a.k.a. My Attic. And we have a really awesome episode today. Uh, I'm really excited for our guest. He is someone that I would not be part of this amazing network without. Uh, he's just someone who I, I look up to, and I think he's just an overall awesome person. Um, him and his family have an amazing podcast here on our network. Why do we ever meet? Uh, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Wes Allen. Hey, hey. I am glad to be here, Ben. I'm excited. You, I, I told you since you came back, I'm like, I, I got to come on. I want to do Biff Radio with you. And and uh, the stars aligned. Definitely. No, it's um, like the, the response from you guys, from you and like the other members of the Jabroni U and his other people has been like really – Especially after the the last podcast with Andy came out, and uh, no, yeah. you're, you're definitely someone I've wanted on the podcast, and I think that uh, like your podcast, it, like again, like I said in the, my last episode, that all the podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis, but your podcast in particular, and it really it is true that like, it's de- destination listening for me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, it's just like it's like this. I mean you can't build dynamic better than a family. Like and the fact that like, you know, he's like, you have really good friends. You could have, sure. you know, people that are best of friends, but like, obviously like you and Ashley and you are best of friends cause you're married and then mm-hmm. you throw Absolutely. the kids in there and it's just yeah. a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's funny. Uh, we were, we were talking the other night, uh, Ashley and I and cash, uh, I think it was Thursday night. I believe we were watching total Bellas when this conversation took place and, uh, uh, it came up like family and, you know, like that connection and you know, saying it out loud, I said, you know, I said, honestly, like, I don't give a shit about anything else. Like if I have you three, I, I mean, everything else is incidental. And you say that. And then you think you're like, you know, that's right. It's not that you don't appreciate your friends. It's not that you don't, you're not grateful that your friends are in your life. But at the end of the day, the people that are in your house, that is really like the nucleus of who you are should be embodied in your home. And if you have those people, then all the other pieces fit into place. And I, I, I think, uh, I think, you know, to, uh, the, there's an extended family within our podcast network of people that are just, you know, like supportive of each other and try and build each other up and put something positive in the world. And speaking of, I need to gas you up a bit with Biff radio okay? because Biff radio. Now I realized Friday represents this thing to me of, uh, like it signifies like, hey, you know what? The week is over. Biff Radio is here. We're gonna have we're gonna have a podcast where 
we, we, you, you get to listen for 45 minutes to an hour of someone talking about, a, it, 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 you know, it varies topic to topic, genre to genre, but just songs that he loves and is putting a positive story, connecting it to a positive memory, connecting that to a song. And there's nothing like that's music. Music is all about connection. And whether it's connecting to people or connecting to a memory in your life. And so like, like Biff radio is like this, this bright spot in my week of like fucking work week is over, man. And Friday's here and we're going to listen to Biff radio. And before you know it, the day's over. (laughs) That's awesome, man. And I mean, and that's really what I was kind of going with, with, like I thought about like I'm talking to people about like you know topics for the the podcast like what about like music you don't like or music you don't understand it's like why, sure why would I want to make a podcast about things I don't like and that's honestly why yeah. like I stopped doing I mean I still love wrestling but talking about wrestling because there's great wrestling out there there's also a lot mm-hmm. of wrestling I don't like and it mm-hmm. would always end up talking about that and like, yes during my my me time like you know my free time why do I want to focus on things I don't like that's absolutely insane to me. And that's like that. That's the whole thing with fandom, as you know. Like fandom is, it, fandom of all types is all. It's all very toxic. What no matter what you like, whether it's whether it's a specific genre of music or, or a specific type of movie or comic books or wrestling, or stand up comedy or you know Harry Potter or Star Wars, all those fandoms are very. Uh, they 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 dwell in very murky negative waters. And sometimes you have to detach from that and just like what you like and enjoy it. And like you said, why should I waste my me time bitching about things I don't care about? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I, and I, especially with, uh, you know, doing the, like the bare naked ladies series, like I understand yeah. that, like I, I am not that I'm a minority, but like the, the bare naked ladies fans, like we are, we are basically all like when we, last time I went to a Barry Naked Ladies concert with my wife here in Cleveland, we were yeah. like some of the youngest people. We were on the younger side of the spectrum. I believe that, yeah. Because a yeah. lot like when they came big when like, like college radio in the early '90s. So like, yes, you've got people in their 40s and 50s that were big into them when they were in college. Oh yeah, yeah, and and, and got, that's that's yeah. the really unique thing to me about a band like Barry Naked Ladies is they had this whole massive career in Canada before they even popped off in America, which is like just such an, a fascinating element of that band. Yeah. And so I, I'm definitely looking forward to the, I have the next couple of episodes mapped out and I'm trying like my be- my best. I would love to get like Stephen page on the, on the show. I've, I've emailed his oh, sure. people in, but uh, you know, that's wishful thinking at this point, but who knows? I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting, gotta shoot for the moon, moon man. <laughs> So now you're the one who came up with, with this with the topic for today, our building this playlist. Yeah. And so I guess kind of like talk us through like where this came from, and then I think it's awesome. I think especially, especially. So I've decided I'm going to switch the order. This one is going to come out uh, the week of Thanksgiving. So this week, we'll say a high stress week for people. Um, especially yeah, this year okay. in COVID. That so, actually makes sense. Yeah. So I, let's so let, let's uh, yeah tell us about today's topic. So, so when I, when you and I started talking about this, I told you, I wanted to do something that would be, uh, more focused on mental health, like songs that I attribute to my mental well being, and just having like a positive mental attitude. And, and, you know, like it's, and some of these songs I chose are like in, like I have these waves in my, you know, my, my life of dealing with mental health. I have these waves where, um, 
very specific blocks of time, like a lot of people, have been marred with a very dark low period. And for me, I played in bands for years. You know, when I discovered punk rock as a teenager, that gave me a whole different trajectory of how my life would play out. And um, and I know like a lot of people, especially based on podcasts and the movies I'm in and stuff, like people associate certain after certain things to me. They attribute wrestling and like weird movies because those are the worlds a lot of people know me to dwell in. Music was my absolute first love without question. And music has been attached to these parts of my life. And I have these songs that sure, some of them are from dark times, but they were uplifting in those dark times and kind of helped me traverse some of the negative aspects of my life. And I think everybody has that. Whether you whether you are, you know, the you know, the most dyed in the wool old school punk rock guy or you're, you know, or you're, a, you know, a 20 year old college girl who loves Taylor Swift. We all have those moments. And a lot of times music is what brings us out of it. Agreed. Very much agreed. As you know, I, I know you're on your podcast. You're very open with your mental health struggles. I'm. Yes very open with my mental health struggles and I'm the same way. And I think that I look at music as there are definitely songs that I play when I am sad. And mm -hmm. it's funny, like I am mm -hmm. also of the mindset that it's okay to listen to sad music when you're sad. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when people, like when you talk about forest fires, you got to, you know, sometimes light a fire to keep the fire out. And yep. there are times yep. when I, I listen to sadder music because it, it makes me, it kind of helps me, flush it out and then oh yeah no i i, I agree completely i mean one of my one of my you know pillars of my musical fandom is the band joy division and most mm -hmm. people attribute joy division to dark sad you know darkness and, and sadness sad music and and sad lyrics and of course the sad story of the singer ian curtis committing suicide very early into the band's career so, like, I get, I, I, one hundred percent understand the that philosophy of like sometimes those sad songs are what help you process the pain that you're experiencing. Definitely. So let's go. Like, let's, let's kind of jump into it. And I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep uh, the tradition alive. You know, one other episode, uh, I'll have you go first. So I guess we're building this this playlist. So, uh, what's your first song? So my first song, uh, I the reason I'm choosing this as my first song is because it's attributed to a very specific low point in my life in my very early 20s, uh, where I dealt with a very severe bout of depression and uh, that resulted in a suicide attempt. And this song is uh, was a signifier for me as I was in therapy and working through these things. Uh, this song was a a beacon of hope to me of you're not alone. This is, this is not a battle that you fight by yourself. You feel alone right now, but there are lots of us around you that have that same pain that have been there. And we can all, we, you will make it. We will make it. We will survive this. So my first pick is, uh, is hot water music's song driving home. Driving home. Okay. I'm not familiar with hot water music. I guess they were a they're a band from Gainesville um, that kind of sprouted from this Gainesville punk scene, and uh, they set themselves apart right away by having this kind of like 
there's this gruffness to them, but there's also this beauty in it. There's a lot of honesty in their lyrics. And that's typically like what the, the most appealing thing to me for with punk rock has always been the honesty. And, and, uh, you know, and these guys represented that and are still a band that I hold very close to my heart. Awesome. Well, I am looking forward to it. And I, that's one thing also that another reason why I love this concept is like lots of music that I've not heard and I heard in a long time, but this is definitely new to me. So we're going to go ahead and listen to hot water music driving home. This happened And I know what it's like To want to end it all guy's voice it's so honest isn't it yeah like it, it's it, such a he has such an earnest honest sound it's not pretty but it, it's his heart is in every word he sings it reminds me a lot of my love of tom waits yeah 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 it's he he's gotten that for years too and so he's kind of a a punk rock tom waits that's that's awesome and, and i and i, remember, I Oh, Knowing your your love of bluegrass, uh, he has Chuck. His name's Chuck Reagan, and he's done a lot of solo records. And I think you'd really get into him. It's a lot more like roots Americana style music. Nice, nice. Yeah. I, I just I, 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 I the music that was awesome. That was really I really that'll be something I want to look into more. That's nice. I like that. Thanks. So yeah. yeah so my first it was looking at this like I I have playlists. I actually used to have a CD when I remember those. CDs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my the new car I got doesn't have a CD player, and it was just okay. so, like it, it was. It makes sense, but also was like wow, like we've come that far. Like my first car, so weird, man. The first car that I, <laughs> I ever owned that my grandfather gave me had an eight track player in it. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a nineteen seventy eight like Buick or something like that. I'm like I was I was born eighty three. Like this car is older than me. 
<laughs> and of course, the first thing I did was not put brakes or any kind of. No, I put a huge sound system in it because. You know, well, of course, you can't fuck around with the. <laughs> I got a, I got a bump when I'm in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. Um, but like I had to say, I have this CD that I would always play of music that may, would make me feel better. And yeah, uh, one of the songs on it was a song from growing up as a kid. And so my dad, uh, my biological father, Steve, like when we were very young, he worked at a, a video store. And he yeah. got all these copies of all the original Disney movies when they were on cassette tape. Of Another course. dead technology. Yeah. And one of the songs that I would always listen to that made me really happy uh, was from one of my favorite of the uh, Disney movies, The Jungle Book. And, sure. Um, I love The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book is it's such so underrated. Um I think it's why I also another reason why I also love um, Tailspin because it's just it's one of my favorite characters who actually yep. sing and the lead character sings this song, so it's a song that I just if I'm ever feeling kind of blue I will listen to this song. So uh, the first song on this playlist for me is The Bare Necessities from The Jungle Book. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities or Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be found off my big home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Look for the I just, I don't know. Like, I think it kind of goes back to what you're talking about, how if, you know, I have these people, I have these things. Yep. And these are the only things that I really need. And like, and for you, it's, yep. you, it's, you know, your wife and your kids. For me right now, it's my wife, my cats. And it's like, you know, if I have these bare things, like I love all the things I have. The stuff is great. Of you know, course. Like if everything went to hell, as long as I had these things. I would mm-hmm. be okay. And it's just kind of the song. It just reminds me of that. There are so many things, the distractions in life that you just have to think about what are the absolute bare necessities you need and focus on those things and you'll be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that like, um, that like, it's funny because you're, you're talking, we're talking about a song that's from a Disney movie, mm-hmm. but it is like such a simple beautiful way of looking at life. <laughs> like there's, 
it, it, it strips away the complication and just says, this, this, is, this is all you need. If you have these things, everything else will, will unfold as it needs to. But hold on to those core things and, and everything else will fall into place. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So what is uh, our next excursion? So the next song uh, the, on mine is, um, is my favorite song of all time. And, uh, it is probably the song I've listened to more than any other song. Um, and I attribute it to so many phases of my life that it's, it's been with me since I was like 16 years old. And, um, this song, this song did a lot of things for me. It's sort of like, it was the song that was like a, a light bulb going off for me in terms of like being this young punk rock kid uh, who was into all this like aggro hardcore. Uh, but then hearing this song and going like, oh, these guys are from the world I'm from and they're saying something really beautiful and honest and they're saying it in this very approachable way. And uh, the final line of the song is, um, and it's th- that is really, as I get older, that's the thing that matters the most to me. The final line of the song is, I will always stick up for you. And uh, when the, I think about these songs that are about coming of age, you know, phases in your life that are part of, you know, the coming of age story of who you are, knowing that there are people that will always stick up for you and people you will always stick up for, that's who, that's what makes us. That's the, that's what bridges the gap between the low points in our, our, uh, our mental health journey as people and, and the high points where we are at our best. So, uh, my next pick is back and to the left by Texas is the reason. Again, another song that I'm not familiar with, but uh, <laughs> but, like, but I, I, feel, I feel like that might be the. But like, I love that. I I love finding new music, and so I'm really excited. So here we go. Here's back into yeah. the left. By Texas is the reason.
I really like that. I really yeah, like that. that Garrett Clan's voice is so. It's one of the five most important voices in my journey as a person. I, uh, that song means the world. I never get sick of hearing it. Like hearing that open. Like I'm just like immediately it takes me to like the first time I I heard it and was like, what the fuck? This is so good. <laughs> I like I love songs like that. Songs that back yeah. you with the first time you hear them. Yes. Like that and man, that's that's really what this whole thing is about, right? Like these these songs that we attach to memories in our life and in our childhood and uh and, and you know it's the good and bad phases of, of our life, like that's our our whole life is is there's a soundtrack to our life, as corny as that sounds. There really is a soundtrack to our entire life that's been building and accumulating uh, from the time we we realized and understood that we liked music, which is such a such a cool, encouraging thing to know is going on, and uh, even even when we don't know it, it's happening. Oh, agreed, and, and it's just, and I. I am familiar of the soundtrack of your life. Like I think that like there are songs and there are moments, and that, I mean like I think we're very similar in that way. Of that, there are like the kind of the cornerstone moments, kind of like uh, the movie uh, In and Out or Inside Out, where like yeah. core memories. I could do that with songs, and there can be songs yep. that like very clearly like I hear that song, I am back in that headspace. I know exactly. Yep. I don't. You know, I know exactly what's going on in that moment, and it's. Sometimes terrifying, but also it, like it, it's it's a it's comforting. Even if it's a bad memory, I, I I'll I'll know that I'll hopefully always be able to remember that. And I think it's yep. an important thing. And that yep. kind of goes along with this next song. So um, when I re- got out of high school, I moved to California for two years. I came home, and before I started college in the uh, the fall, I moved to Memphis, Tennessee, for six months. Mm. And going from Northern California to Memphis, Tennessee bit of a culture shock bit of a i would say so <laughs> yeah, a little bit i had i had california plates on my car and i got rocks thrown at me um <laughs> called a fag like oh of course of course I mean, yeah it's like yeah. but i remember so it was the day of kurt cobain's uh like his uh, suicide the anniversary of his suicide i went yeah. and saw a concert it was michelle branch was the headliner but there okay. was a guy named joe firstman who was the opening act and okay. he just had this, just this, this vulnerability that I have not seen live in live music. And he was pushing, um, he had a bigger song that would, went on uh, kind of the Billboard part, parts, but his EP, he did a live music from. This song was about, when, when I'm wanting, to, when I'm feeling bad, I like to kind of turn very much inward and think about all of the things that I feel, I perceive that I have done wrong and all my faults and really focus on them from the, the, the mindset of, you know, do I think I've gotten better from there? Let, let's, instead of right. like, sh- you know, shrinking away from them, I'm going to tackle them head on. And I think this song to me really pushes that. But also I was in a very dark time because I was, California was such an amazing time and living in the, the South was not for me. And it was mm. a lot of dark thoughts. And I was alone a lot because I was staying with my cousin who was the, food and beverage manager at a NASCAR uh, NASCAR uh, racetrack. And so he's on the uh. ground. God. And it was just like, That's I felt very awful. isolated. Cause like I, I, I made no friends down there because like, sure. I was, I was a complete fish out of water. So like, I had, I listened to the CD so many times. It was on loop on, and this was the, the first track 
of that CD. So the song is called A Long Way Down by Joe Firstman. Ah. There's a place I can be someday If I could just get out of my own way I could be a man of conviction and such I wish my addictions didn't mean so much It's a long way down Guess I'll try to make the best of what's around It's a long way home Guess I'll try and go I can't see myself today And lock the door And these papers from my lawyer prove That I don't love my wife no more And I believe I ain't the man you wanted me to be Could you stay I push the rest of them away Yeah I like that I like uh, I love I, I'm a sucker for those guys that are just earnest and 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 transparent in their lyrics I, I love that yeah, it's just it's something that I when I listen to that the it's definitely he's talking to someone and I've always equated that person to either my parents yeah my parents and like you know I'm not the man that you wanted me to be yeah and, yeah um, for the longest time I wasn't like when I I didn't really I never really heard my parents say I, I'm proud of you until at my 30s and rightfully so like I mean they loved me I just I made yep. a lot of bad choices in my late teens and my 20s sure um, and so I look at that as like, I'm finally making good. And so life is a lot better, but that's, that's another podcast for another day. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, and I'm, I'm with you in that. Like I, I, the best way I can describe it is like, you know, like I, I never went without my family. I, I love my family. I'm very close to my family, but my old man was of a generation of, of people that were not very outward with their emotions and, you know, and weren't the best at conveying their emotions. And, Truthfully, he's of a generation of men that probably should have been in talk therapy a long time ago. And uh, and to not be able to like – I don't – like it hasn't fucked me up or damaged me. But I can certainly say like it's a very limited amount of times that I remember my father and I telling each other we loved each other. And you know, so you want to break certain cycles and you know, I tell my children I love them constantly and, and, you know, and like being vulnerable with our emotions is the best thing we can do for our kids. Um, but even like my brother and I tell each other, we love each other now. And while that doesn't seem like a big deal, it is a big deal. It is a big deal because those aren't just empty words. And you say that to somebody be because you mean it and you want it to be 
abundantly clear that if this is the last time we ever speak to each other, just know that I love you. Oh, I mean, and it's a running theme, especially of this year, of like when you don't know when that last time is going to be and you think about all the times after the, that last time, you wish you had more times to say that in time to talk. Mm-hmm. Like yes. with, with my dad, with my grandparents. Like yes. I, so like I, I try to make every phone call, every interaction, even with my wife. Every time I, like, we, I leave her presence, I say, I love you. Yes. Um, like, and I think sometimes yep. she's like, do, you, do I not say it enough? It's like, no, no, it's not you. This is me. This is my, I have to, I, you have to know. Ben, you are, you are speaking my language. I am, I am the, as much as I am also the lunatic of this household uh, and the grump, which is well documented on our podcast, <laughs> I'm also, I'm also the cheerleader um, because I, you know, I, I am, I am, a, I am a very, I am a man of polarized emotions, of very high highs and very low lows, and my wife is the rudder that keeps the the boat on on course, and so it's she's not constantly rubbing my shoulders and telling me, you know, like you've got this, you can do this. It's not the dynamic for us, and uh, she has to, she has to carry that burden. And so I am a lot like you in the sense of like, if I'm leaving a room, I'm telling them, I love them. I'm literally just walking from the living room to the family room. But like, it's that mentality of like, it's for me. I have to do that. I have to make it abundantly clear before I shuffle off this mortal coil that I, I did. I took every chance I could to tell you how much you meant to me. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, I, I, I could never forgive myself if yes, I anything were to happen, and I mean, that's why, like, I, like, the last time I saw my dad, like, I don't know if he heard me the first time I said I love you, so I made sure, sure, like, sure. I leaned in farther. It's like, Dad, I love you, and yep, yep, and he said yep. I love you, and I'll see you soon, and was, yeah, he knew that he knew that wasn't he knew that wasn't possible, but like, yeah, I, I still I look at it like I never got to say goodbye to. My mom's dad have, and yep. my, both my, my, my dad's parents, we never yep. had that final goodbye. I mean, we just went with right. my grandpa, but yeah, so completely understand. And, and, I, and I think, too, the way your dad did that, like, that's kind of a really beautiful way to say goodbye. It's like, I'll see you soon. Like, that's, he's letting you know, like, you know, he's still there. Well, like, the, the nurse was like, you can't, like, if you can say goodbye, say goodbye. It's like, I don't think I can. What's the right, what's right. what's next? It's like tell him that you're gonna like try to like ease his mind. And so like, I just told him like sure. Dad, I'm, I'm gonna sure. be okay. I've got Margaret. She's the best thing that yep. happened to me. And he said, Yes, it is. I'm like, we're in agreement on that. And <laughs> best choice ever. But <laughs> he's letting you know that your superior choice was your wife. Yeah. Oh, I, I, mean, my, I live the same life with my old man. <laughs> yeah. My family is like, we, we love you, but we would pick Margaret. So like, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. That is fair. But like, yeah. So I just, I, I had to say, you know, I'm going to be okay. You don't have to worry about me. And like, it was, I be, I've become the man that you and grandpa wanted me to be, or at least I'm closer. I'm closer to, the, to that Mark than I was when, whenever you, and that's good. That's, I'm uh, this past week in therapy was talking about, uh, or I guess a couple weeks ago was talking about like how I feel like my father stopped seeing me as a, as a person at age 16. Um, okay. Yep. But that's a, again, it's a fun, 
further exploration into the, my psychoses. So, yeah. Well, we, it's stuff we work through too, as, as guys that are, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're men that are, are empaths and, um, and our fathers, maybe were not directly in line with that. They didn't, didn't necessarily correlate, um, their relationship with us. Uh, to that. And, you know, you, you and I have that in common that like, there's a certain aspect of that vulnerability and openness that we also need the connection. And if we feel the connection is lost, we, we also spiral. I, I am yeah. a victim of my own, uh, my own doing a lot in that regard, where if I don't feel a connection to my wife, I feel I'm on shaky ground. She hasn't necessarily done anything wrong. That's just, what I deal with as a person that like struggles to look at myself in the mirror and accept me, it, it, it's oh, yeah. a process, man. Well, like, I mean, like, like there are times when like, if I'm texting my wife and I ask her something and I don't get a, like not an immediate, but like, you know, within like an hour or so, or sure. I'm like, like, it'll be a string of like, what I do wrong. What are you like? Are you mad at me? Right. It can right. literally yeah. be like, she was in a meeting. She was busy. She's not sure to her phone. Like I am. Like I, yep. she's the, yep. I just, it's that constant, like, Oh God, like, like that, those mental states when you feel like, okay, everything's going great. And then you just feel different. And like, I'm going to fuck up somehow. And like, yeah, yeah it's, those are, those are not, not fun days at all. No, no, they're not. I, I, I remember one time, um, I, I was like, you know, Ashley and I had one of those standard, you know, it's something stupid turns into like a 20 minute argument. Because that's what happens when you're married. Yep. And uh, and it was this moment where, like, she reminded me, like, you know, she's like, I was doing this and I was doing this and I'm trying to do this and I'm balancing this. And I had it. it it's the moments like that that we have to pause and say. We have to we have to know what the other person is going through, too. We can't assume like, well, I fucked something up and everyone's mad at me. Don't assume that, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe consider that the other party is going through something too. Maybe they feel a heavy burden. Maybe they're carrying a heavy workload and maybe they're not the type like, like, like you to say it out outright, but it doesn't mean they're not carrying it. And it's, it's something that I, I learn each time that I go down that road that, you know, I have that reminder in my wife of like, look, I'm carrying these burdens too, but I just don't carry them the same way you do. And I, it's again, another part of like being a partner, but also like growing as a partner and being able to say like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm being a selfish idiot right now. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. All right. So what is your next song, sir? So, so my next one, cause since we were talking about our partners, uh, the next song, I I honestly, like, the best way I can describe this is this is the song that, for some reason, just made me, like, know, like, oh, I'm spending the rest of my life with her. There's no question. This is the woman that I will, that this was, when we got together, it was this weird connection of, like, we were friends for years before that and spent a, a lot of time together. We were very close. And then that realization of, like, Oh, I want to be with you. That's a big revelation. And it also like for our friend group was kind of scary. Uh, 
but because it was like, oh no, two of our friends are now like together. But uh, the reality of of knowing this is the person I wanted to be with, but then like being in the car, this song came on, and there was just like this revelation of like, I'm gonna be with her for the rest of my life. There's no one else that I can get through this with. Uh, and this is the song that kind of t- told me what I already knew, but like sort of b- became this big blinking light over my head. Uh, and that song is Carry Me Home by the Helicopters. This is a great song. This one I actually, I do know, and it's fantastic. Yes, it's a, it's a, I love this song. All right, here we go. Here is Carry Me Home by the Helicopters. such a great song it is man what a, it, it's so many good hooks in it it's just you know it's got it's got all the right pieces it's just like it's oh man there's something about that it just again it's i, I describe a lot of music as like that it's just like very fuzzy and warm and to me like that's like that's a summer day that's a summer day roll down the windows and yes, play that yes, song exactly and like that's i feel like a, 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 uh, summer night, just like you're going, you just got some Dairy Queen, and you're just yep. like hanging out with the person you love the most, and you're just yep. s- both singing. Yep, I love. Oh that. man, it's it's exactly that's spot on. Like that's that is the exact mentality to a song like that, hundred percent. So I uh, my next song. So one of the things that when I I think about my mental health, I. I my I a piece of advice and that my grandfather, my mom's dad, gave me. Uh-huh. Um, he was a he was a, a navy man. He was a very kind of old, sturdy, a bit of a bastard. A lot of things, but <laughs> um, kind of like a lot of standards of like was not awesome to the kids. Was better with grandkids. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and so um, I remember I was going through a down period, and he sent me this letter and he sent me this uh, poem called "Carry On," mm-hmm. and um, it was something. It was I always carried it with me. In like a physical form, or just like the sentiment of it, and I actually, I, I when he passed, I read it at his his funeral, and then years later, um, a song came out that like was called "Carry On" by a band who I loved, uh, Fun, who their their song it, it embodied to me the spirit in which he meant it and the spirit in which I held it, and so sure. I, I, I I the entire Fun um, that entire 
uh, album I loved to death, and that was a very fun. Because also I love the band that they were before they were fun. Um, the format. Uh, so but this song is just again, it's another song where if I'm feeling down, I listen to this and I can hear his words. I can I can hear him saying, Benjamin, you need to carry on, and yeah, it just it makes me makes me smile. So here's Carry On by Fun. Well, I woke up to the sound of silence The cars were cutting like knives in a fist fight And I found you with a bottle of wine Your head in the curtains and heart like the 4th of July You swore and said, we are not, we are not shining stars. This I know, I never said we are. Though I've never been through hell like that, I've closed enough windows to know you can never look back. If you're lost in a bone, or you're sinking like a stone, carry on. sound of your feet upon the ground. Carry on. Carry on, carry on. Yeah, it's just it's something that I, I can hear that and I can just it won't, sometimes it immediately shakes me out of it, but at the very least by the end of it I feel like I'm back on a decent path. Sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't recognize it until the chorus hit and I was like, Oh, I know this song. <laughs> yeah. I mean like that. I remember the summer it was the summer of 2012 when they really hit and some nights was, was their big song or, um, when uh, we were young, but it just, they, they, they fell off way too fast for my, for my liking. I really liked them and wish did they break out. up? Um, I don't know if they broke Like I, I also got, I just kind of fell off them because like the format was the band before them. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, it such a fun band. I think one of the members, like they, they, they broke up and the rest of the members became fun. But yeah, I, I think they just kind of stopped making music. Okay. Which is okay. a bummer. I, when you, I, I very much dislike that when, when bands don't give me more of what I want. It's, you know, it is a weird feeling, you know, going back to Texas is the reason like they, they became literally became like one of the, like they, they're con- widely considered one of the most crucial and important bands in all of that post hardcore emo first wave. And they released one album, <laughs> you know, they had, they had some, some seven inches, some, and some split seven inches with other bands they released one full length and that was it. And they were just like this bright flash that burned so brightly and it, and, and then we're gone. And, and still to this day, they're just, they're revered like that. What an impact, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. You always like bands that are like that, that have one album kind of like, it's just like, but you're also thankful for that almost because you look at like some, like someone, a band I love the postal service. Yeah. One album. Yep. To me, a landmark yep. album, but one album. Like, would it have gone 
Would it have grown stale? Would it have grown old? Would it have like right? Like, right. It could have been absolutely magic, or it could have been absolutely awful. And it's the kind of the the beauty of that of n- never knowing and kind of playing it out in your own mind and that mystery. Yes, yes. No, I agree completely. Those those bands are really fascinating too. There's a there was a band. Um, there was this band called Handsome. And they released one album and they were like, it was guys that came from that, like that, uh, that hardcore scene formed a post hardcore band, like, and made this really good record, like really like great hooks, great choruses, like just very memorable songs, one album and just gone, you know, into the ether. But I, I wonder the same thing. Like, what if they had kept going? Would I, would I give a shit at, about that record the way I do today? Probably not. It's a, it's such a funny thing that uh, that's a documentary right there. A documentary of, Oh, absolutely. That I would yeah. watch a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sir. So where are we off to next? So next we are off to, um, I will say, um, I, I, re- I, I would review, I would refer to this man as the single most important musician uh, as far as like effect on my life. This, this person is, is that, is that person. Um, He was, uh, he was the driving force behind the seminal punk band Husker Du Uh, in the nineties. He formed the band sugar and then carried on uh, with a, a very vast solo career. Um, and, uh, his name is Bob mold, which is a pretty well-known, you know, I mean, he's one of those punk rock forefathers, especially in America. Um, but you know, Bob's had this fantastic life. I mean, if you think about this guy that was growing up in the early eighties, hardcore scene in a band, uh, he was a young gay man in the, er in the hardcore scene in the early eighties, Wow, not idyllic at all. Not too much. (laughs) Uh, and so he's, he's existing in this world where, you know, Reagan is president and, and, you know, they're treating, you know, like the man that wouldn't even acknowledge AIDS until his friend by name, until his friend rock Hudson had it. I mean, it's this guy, this guy is, has lived quite a life and definitely, um, you know, his songs, a lot of times are, you know, written from a very Frank dark point of view, but uh, and this song is no different. Uh, uh, this song is written from a dark place uh, of struggle, but the message in the song is no matter what, no matter how hard or shitty or what things I have to compromise to get by, I have to keep believing. I have to keep believing in myself. I got to keep believing in the journey uh, because something is on the other side of this. So my next choice is uh, Bob Mold's song, Keep Believing. All right. I am. I know that uh, you're... you're... Your love of Bob Mold has definitely come up yes. a, a bunch on uh, on the podcast, and so I. Yeah. But I'm not as familiar. I, I, I so Husker Du. I remember listening to Husker Du because I I found the name funny. Um, yeah, it was like, oh. the the it's a children's game, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, but um, but no, I'm I'm I I definitely love his voice, so I'm really excited to hear this. So here we go. Keep believing, by Mr. Bob Mold.
I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, and wrestling connection. Bob Mold, lifelong wrestling fan, ended up a creative consultant and writer for the Eric Bischoff years of WCW. Really? Really? That's, yeah, he was a writer crazy. for WCW. Worked with Jericho and all those guys, uh, and he also. Um, their tour man, Husker Du, used Diamond Jim, uh, what's his name, Diamond Jim Melby or whatever. He was their tour manager for a while because he was so accustomed to dealing with asshole wrestling promoters that uh, that Bob and Grant were like, Jim, you can do this. <laughs> you, you know how to deal with assholes. And so, crazy. so he gets an earring, takes up cigar smoking, and starts busting balls of these promoters, making sure Husker Du are getting paid their guarantees, man. That's wild. That's wild. Fucking circle of life, right, dude? That's crazy, man. I, I, I yeah, mean, man. do you know like did, like like any like storylines that like he was like charge So he talked about it on uh, a couple different podcasts. I think Bill Corbett, and he talked about it with uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The singer for Fucked Up. Um, his, he's got a podcast called Turned Out a Punk. Um. Uh, Damien, Damien Abram, I think is his name. He hosted that show, the wrestlers on vice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That guy. So, okay, yeah. uh, he has a podcast, uh, called turned out a punk and Bob talks about, and I can't remember offhand what storylines, but he talks about some of the storylines that he was directly involved in. And, uh, he was a big, like he worked with Vampiro a lot. Um, but wow. he, you know, he's Bob knows his shit, man. He still pays attention to wrestling. That's crazy. That's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. that. That makes me like him. Like I really, really liked him. But that's wow. That's awesome. It makes you like him even more oh, too. 100%, when you, when 100%. you, yeah, yeah, you can win a wrestling fan over real easy on on Husker Du and Bob Mold Records if you talk about him as a WCW writer. That's crazy. <laughs> Hopefully he got yeah. it before two thousand. Uh, I hope. That's <laughs> um, that's awesome. I will definitely dive into that. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. So. Um, this next song, so 2007 was one of the worst years I've had in my life. I uh, not, can't get it. Well, not can't, but we'll get into a ton of it. Um, let's just say that I did get into some legal trouble and shenanigans. Um, and oh, really? Yes. I, 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 I have spent a night in jail. Um, have you really? I have. How do I not know this? This is not wild. Many, not many people know this. Um, it's it's <laughs> nothing I like to talk about, but it, it was... Uh, not not ideal and um so it was a, no it, it was a it was a it was a bad year like it started off like t- i think two or three days into the year is when my grandpa my mom's dad died and okay. then it just got progressively worse um yeah. and so out of that year the only only bright spot in that year was my sister i had her, her my niece niece ellie okay. and that was already kind of scary she had um, preeclampsia and uh, it, yeah. like save a rainstorm that canceled a NASCAR event because my brother-in-law is a big NASCAR fan, which is like, it's, it's the weirdest thing because you look at him like, you have all your teeth. You don't like NASCAR. Um, <laughs> big NASCAR guy. He would have been in a NASCAR race. My, my sister would have died because she, um, she had a seizure and he walked in on her having a seizure and we would have lost her and my niece. Whoa! Yeah, it's it's insane. Like eclampsia is it's absolutely insane. Like it spikes the blood pressure to the point where she had yeah. the seizure, and it was and so Ellie, uh, my niece Ellie, 
She was supposed to be a Halloween baby. She was born on the 19th of August. Oh my God. Yeah. So she's tiny and she like, she's to this day, you know, she's almost 13. Oh no, she's 13 now. Um, yeah. She's tiny. And like, luckily she's healthy. There are some you know, lingering health issues, but she's going to be sure. super tiny. Um, so, and same thing with my, my nephew, a couple of years later, um, we knew about it. So she was already in the hospital when her blood pressure spiked, but he was a couple of months early too. Okay. Um, I mean, I was a preemie. I was a month early. I was supposed to be July 4th and I was born on oh, wow. the 5th, but wow. yeah. So bad year, but in, yeah, I'd say that, so. Yeah. In that year I was introduced to a band who I probably, I mean, Bernie Laser, my favorite all time band, but right up next to him is the Avet brothers. And I got into, Oh man, you know what? I, I, I have a mutual friend of the Avet brothers. Really? Go, go on. Yeah. I'll oh. tell you after you're done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I got, I got turned on to the Avet brothers and, um, by one of my little hippie friends in college and they're like, Oh, this little band. And they kept always like, you gotta listen to it. Gotta listen to it. And so finally I listened to it and this song was on that album. It was a bonus track. And I, since then have loved them so much. And it's something yeah. that I've, that love has um, transferred over to my wife and we, we listen to them. We've gone to a bunch of their shows and it's sure. just, I absolutely love it. So, but no, like I will, so let's listen, I'll play the song quick and then I want to hear your story about the Ava brothers. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. So here we go. This song is called into the curve. <laughs> Never taken this curve Driving this fast before A glowing stop sign But both lanes are mine No seatbelts attached to my door Well, my speed meter don't work so I'm gonna guess 95 Well maybe I'll fix it And maybe I won't It depends on my being alive Well my bottle of bourbon is I love them. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good, man. <laughs> it's I I mean everything about them and every they it's not that they reinvent themselves, but every album is different and the fact that they still um gleam that they do like very stripped down albums that they put out, but also the yeah. big studio albums. I just I could listen like every year when I do my Spotify like top hundred. <laughs> they're always on there a bunch. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So okay, so I've got to hear the story about the Avett brothers. So so yeah, so uh, Avett brothers, uh, I, and I'm sure you know this as as a big fan of theirs. Uh, you're probably familiar with their big New Year's Eve show mm -hmm. that they host in their uh, in their home area there in North Carolina. Yep. And every year there's a guy that comes out uh, with a big long beard and he plays Father Time. Yes. Okay, that guy is the singer of a band called Valiant Thor. And if you went to the Warp Tour in the oh, Valiant Thor. in that yeah. to that 2000s era, you saw this wild band wearing denim vests 
and tight blue jeans. And they were just like, they're like this, they're like the bastard child of James Brown, the MC five and motorhead. Like they're just like, they exude like everything good about rock and roll. And the singer's name is Valiant himself. And he's from another planet sent here to teach us how to rock and roll. The reality is his name is Herb and he's from North Carolina and he's the coolest fucking dude. And I was fortunate enough to share some stages with Herb and play with Valiant Thor. And he and I uh, got stayed in contact all these years of just, you know, email and staying in contact on social media and have remained friends, both both big wrestling fans. Um, he owns a bar uh, in that area called the Cobra Cabana, which if you're in the I think it's the Raleigh Durham area, I would recommend checking out. Um, he's had you know, he's had Sergeant Slaughter and, and Road Warrior, uh, Road Warrior Animal and all those guys come in and do photo shoots with them and stuff and eat at the eat at the bar. Um but he is uh, just a, just a great guy, just a, a great dude, uh, a really great follow on social media too. If you if you're looking for somebody fun to follow, uh, but a really good person and a, a pretty close friend of the boys and the Ava brothers. And uh, awesome. so he was a part of their he's a part of their New Year's Eve show every year, playing as uh, Father Time. I love that. I, I, I've <laughs> going to the New, the New Year's Eve shows is one of my like on bucket list when it comes to music. Um, I, that seems to be a big like that is what I hear from every diehard Avett Brothers fan I know. If they haven't already been, they're like the 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 Taj Mahal of Avett Brothers shows is the New Year's Eve. Yeah, show. Yeah, a New Year's Eve show or a Halloween show. Um, yeah, because yeah. there's a great video of them doing a song that's I've been on the podcast, the uh, Teabag Rag, and they're all dressed as uh, Wizard of Oz characters. Oh, and I it love just it. I just uh, I love them to death. That's awesome. And also Herb, that's a great name. <laughs> Herb, right? Herb Abernathy. That that doesn't it doesn't sound real. It sounds like a fake name that you like. Right? It like just a, sounds like an old name. Southern name made up yeah. for a movie. Herb <laughs> Abernathy. That's a great name. That's a, that's a that is a Cohen's brother character. Like Herb Abernathy. Oh, and oh brother, where are they? Yes. <laughs> Cohen brothers is a guest. <laughs> All right. So your last uh, pick of the evening. My last pick is, uh, and it's specifically my last one because I feel like it's a good way to go out. Um, and I choose this one, um, as a, a way of saying like, we've, you know, we've, we've, and I figured we would, we talked about some, uh, some heavier shit and, uh, and when it comes to mental health and, and, you know, dealing with the things we deal with, uh, this is the, the, you know, it, it's hard. That's not, it's an ugly conversation sometimes. And I know this is going to come out on the week of Thanksgiving where a lot of people won't see family, uh, be, due to the, you know, a global pandemic that's ravaging our country right now, uh, due to the ineffectiveness of, of leadership. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as a result, lots of people have, as, as president elect Joe Biden said several times in his debates, uh, there's a ta- there's a chair at your dining room table that someone's not at because of COVID. It's been a weird year. Yes. And holidays are hard to begin with. They are stressful. They're exhausting. Um, and and oftentimes just like emotionally expensive. Not just you know the holidays aren't just fiscally expensive, but they're emotionally expensive. So much. Uh, but if we could 
pull all that shit, tear all those weeds away, get all that brush and debris out of your way, and look at what's growing underneath the surface. I think a lot of times we, our heart is still connected to, the, like we've talked about today, the people in our home. Those are the people we're connected to. Those are the roots, right, our family. And you may not be with family this week, but uh, your family and friends – and loved ones are, are still there. They're at the root of you and you can celebrate them and, and know that even in these darkest times, there's a light. And, uh, and if you don't feel one, there's someone around you that can't, can't, will leave a light on for you. And, you know, I've seen it in so many instances in my life. Um, you know, I, I think it, it may have come up on the draft pod before, but like at some of my really wild low points in life, Drew, from the draft pod was at my side, no questions asked, pulling me through some bullshit, literally like sleeping in a bed with me because I was so fucked up. And those are things you never forget. Like that's, that's not a friend. That's a brother. Oh, hundred percent. That that's a person that's leaving the light on for you. And, uh, there's, uh, the, the now, uh, officially broken up, but a retired, uh, punk rock band, seven seconds, uh, who are, are an old school uh, hardcore band from the 80s, but continued on. And Kevin, their singer, writes his, you know, has solo stuff. But one of the latter era Seven Seconds records has a song on it that I have used uh, over the last few years as kind of a, a mantra in a sort of way, whether it was, you know, taking better care of myself physically. This was always on those playlists when I worked out or now to now where I'm just, you know, it's a song that's a mantra of positivity for me. So uh, this, uh, my final pick is the song Leave a Light On by Seven Seconds. I am looking forward to this a lot. I, I'm i somewhat familiar tangentially of the band, but I am. Yeah. I am. Okay, here we go. I'm super excited. Here we, here is Seven Seconds, Leave a Light On. That song, man, the lyrics are so uplifting. 
I like that a lot. And I just like the guy's voice. But yeah, I just, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's one I highly recommend. Like if you, if you need something to pick you up, put that on and bring the lyrics up and read those lyrics, really look at them and, and know like there, it's a very simple way of saying like, let's build each other up. We've been tearing each other down for a real long time. We need to build each other up. Definitely. Especially in 2020. Good Lord. Oh man. <laughs> so my last song, it's, it's a song that reminds me of a number of things that I, I, I truly believe that love and it's all its many forms, be it love of a, a partner, love of a parent, just love and, and caring for people is it a, is a powerful thing that also movies that are as part of a movie that I love and absolutely love. And it also comes back to, so back in the day, many years ago, thousands of years ago, when people could get together in groups, um, <laughs> which seems like a billion years ago. So a yeah. company that you and I both love bonded over a progress. Uh, one of the things ah, I yes. always wanted to do was be in the electric ballroom in Camden, London, England. Yep. And this song, when it, when it, so they used to have licensed music they would play until they people got smart to it and said, don't do that. Oh, the good old days, man. God. And so this, <laughs> when this guy would come out, so Kenny Williams would come out, and he was ah! a big fan of Back to the Future. And there are so many songs that like that, but like the crowd would just sing. And it's just like the love and energy of like, not only do we love the song, we love you. We are here. We are together. We are bonding. We are people. Everyone is welcome. And you know, progress was for everyone. And the song is for everyone. So my last song, a song I honestly, I do listen to. And it's a song that my mom also would play when, you know, when she was raising us when it's like that year or two and between my dad and my stepdad. And she really instilled in me that like the power of love is, it is a, an amazing thing. So it's Fuck by yeah. one of my favorite bands, the Hugh Lewis and the news. Here is the power of love. It's just the positivity of that, and it's just uh, I I I think of that, and I just 
I love music that is deep. I love music that is thought provoking. I love music that yeah. makes challenges you. I also like music that just is very surface. Like here's happy music. Here's music that like, it just makes you feel good. And it just, yep. and that's what that is. Like to me, it is yep. the popcorn of, of, of music. Nothing wrong. Is that love fucking popcorn? I will eat popcorn till I'm sick. Dude. And I'm, I'm a popcorn slut. I totally, <laughs> I have been since I was a kid. Popcorn and pretzels are my fucking Achilles heel, man. <laughs> so I just, I think like that just a, just a great way to, to, to wrap up. And I think end of the day, and it'll be in the show notes, like, you know, mental health is something that, Obviously, we both take very seriously. Yes. It is something yep. that music music is a great outlet, but also please reach out to, uh, again, I'll put information in the show notes and tweet it out if you need help with yeah. mental health. It does not matter if you think that getting help makes you weak. It does not. It is the most important thing you know, from two people that have had issues in life and that yes. Like, you know, obviously me very, like both recently we've, we've, we've suffered losses and yes. it's uh, even when you haven't, even when things are going good, you still yeah. like mental health isn't just like, Oh, things are good. It, it went away. Like my depression yep. doesn't go away when things are like, Oh, like I bought a new car recently. My mental health was still there. It wasn't just like, you know, Oh, it's gone now. I have a yep. new shiny thing. Like it's yep. just, it's waiting. It's like, wh when's the next yeah. time I can pounce? It's, um, it, it, the, the thing we, you have, we always have to keep in mind is when you're on the high, there is a low that will follow. And that is, that is the, that is the waters that we have to navigate when we deal with our mental health. And like you said, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about masculinity, right? Because of that, that fucking dummy Candace Owen Ugh. and what she said about Harry Styles. Where, like, first of all, that dude could fuck anything he wants anytime. He made and a he song do called it Watermelon Sugar, and it's still the sexiest thing I've ever seen. It's like, like the guy is just exudes sexuality. Like, I'm sorry, you're not winning that one, lady. No. You're just not. No. But that aside, this idea of like the problem with the idea of like masculinity and puffed up chest is that what you're telling people is you have to be stoic and you can't be vulnerable and you can't talk about your fears and your hurt. And that is the least manly thing I can think to do is to hide behind a facade of everything is fine. I'm too tough to cry. There's nothing weaker to me than that. If you need help, there are outlets. Please get help. You cannot do this alone. And there are plenty of resources that will make sure that you don't have to do it alone. So yes, music is wonderful, but take care of your mental health. Do yes. speak to professionals, find those outlets. You have free out, out, uh, resources in your communities that you can easily Google. Please get the help you need. Yes, and and especially now, like you know, holidays are already a special time, but with COVID oh, everything. Man. So please take care of yourself. Of yourself. Get that yeah. help. Talk to someone. So, if people want to, let, let's do our, our all our plugs because we, unlike your, of course, our, unlike your podcast, we did not do the business in the front. We do the business the, in the back. So we'll have to do the business in the front, and then the people will be left to party in their own butts. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to infringe on a gimmick. I don't steal gimmicks. No, no, man. I'm here. It's, it's all we're living the gimmick together. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I, what I would I'd, I'd love to tell people to do is first of all um, uh, follow all uh, subscribe to all the shows on the JabroniU network. Go to jabroniU.com and find that's the home of all of us. 
Uh, if you want positivity, that's what our podcast network is all about. And that's why we're so proud of it, because all of us want to put good into the world because there's a lot of negative shit out there. And sometimes you got to have that primal scream and we do it on our on our podcasts. You know, we you get vulnerable on your show. We get vulnerable on ours. But at the end of the day, we're all here in this together. So jabroniu.com is the best way to find it for us. Why did we ever meet wherever you get your podcasts? Just hit hit subscribe. We're every new new episodes every Wednesday at 11. Um, and then follow us on Instagram at Why Did We Ever Meet, and follow us on Twitter at WDWEM Podcast. Fantastic, and I I, I cannot recommend uh, the, the you know Wes's podcast enough. It is, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, there's more than likely you are listening to that podcast. If you're not, shame on you. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, do people want to follow you on the uh, interwebs on the social medias? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and if you want to follow me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wes Blood Sprayer. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at uh, uh, Wes's Dad. So, uh, because I am, for for uh, for lack of a better term, I am the world's dad. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I will I will gas you up and give you all the fatherly advice you need. All you need to do is ask. Uh, but yeah, Wes's Dad on Twitter. Uh, or on Instagram, uh, West Blood Sprayer on Twitter. Fantastic. And then if you want to listen to this podcast, if you want to follow this podcast on the interwebs, uh, we are at Biff Radio on Twitter, Biff Radio 1 on Instagram. Uh, I think I have a Facebook uh, page, but it still might be um, <laughs> Center Stage or Center. It's it's a little behind, but it's Facebook, so it's probably it's, it's okay that I'm not on there because that's a toxic place. And if you yeah, Facebook is for people who are behind. And if you if you are if you have mental health issues, avoid Facebook. Just avoid it with, with the plague. Um, and Best also, advice we gave the whole show. Yes, and then also um, go to our web to go to jabroniu.com. Go to jabroniu.threadless.com. It's the holiday season now. Perfect gift would be a shirt I mean, with my face on it. Because look, we're, we're, we've got shirts. If yeah. you just go to jabroniu.threadless.com, you'll you'll find it all there. You should. That's all you got to do. Hundred percent. Well, Wes, yeah. thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. I, I really, I, I really enjoy. I was look very much looking forward to this. this I think is, it's good to. Yeah. We we're all going to be carrying the burden this week, so let's let's. Uh, Let's talk about let's talk about it and and and, and process it together. Thousand percent agree. All right. So uh, for Wes, this has been Ben. Thank you for listening to, to Biff Radio. Uh, have a good week. Take care of yourself, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye.